G'day, my name is Adam Ashton and I want to learn how great podcasters do what they do. Today I'm speaking with Razor Ray, that's Ray Milladoni from The Razor Sharp Show. The Razor Sharp Show started in June 2016 and at the time of recording there are about 70 or 80 episodes in. The Razor Sharp Show is hosted by Ray Milladoni and his co-host Matt Romania. They are predominantly an, an interview show, but they also have raw episodes where it's just the two of them talking about podcasting and talking about a whole bunch of other things that, that they've learned along the way. We speak a little bit about the Razor Sharp Show, but then Ray gives a lot of valuable information about the, the art of podcasting, be that the specific hardware and software they use, to the interview guests, all the way up to just random advice for podcasters and things that I hadn't even thought of, of doing. So, Enjoy. The Razor Sharp Show kind of came about um, after reading um, a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And um, my nickname, you know, has always been Razor Ray. Like, people kind of always gave me that nickname. And so it was always kind of sitting there. When I read The Seventh Habit, which is Sharpen the Saw, and I'm really big on education and learning something every day and, you know, moving that needle just that little bit. Like, all the dots just started joining and I was like, had that aha moment. I'm like, damn it, that's the name of the show, the Razor nice. Sharp Show, you know, where we hang out to stay sharp. And, you know, like everything just started landing really nicely. And, you know, our tagline is, you know, t- you know, until next time, stay sharp. And so we just really wanted to create this platform where we could interview other people so we could kind of like learn ourselves but have this unique bit of audio content that we could re-gift back to a community or a group of following which we now call the Razor community so there are you know raving fans and loyal listeners that are kind of listening every every week and wanting to just learn something new and because we took this approach, we were able to go a little bit wider. We didn't have to stick to marketing or business or entrepreneurship. Yeah, nice. You know, we could bring a life coach in. We could bring a health coach in. We could like really bring in anyone that's going to help you be a better version of you. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, definitely my number one book, favorite book I've ever read. Love For it. anyone who hasn't read it, firstly, read it. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, uh, the first three habits are about the private victory. The next three habits... We're about the public victory. And then the seventh habit, as you mentioned, is sharpening the swords, tying everything together, constantly working on yourself, constantly improving in all aspects. And yeah, so as soon as I knew that the Razor Sharp show was about staying sharp because of sharpening the sword, I knew it was something I had to listen to. And so within the Razor Sharp show, there's a few different uh, sub-shows, I guess, almost. The first is the, the Razor Sharp show, which is you yourself, Ray, hosting. The next is the... Deep Dives, which is your co-host Matt hosting, and then the Raw Editions, which is uh, just you and Matt, no interview, is that right? Correct, that's right. So I do the Razor Sharp show where I interview guests and take them through the Razor round and and uh, explore their journey and their, their why and their story and what value they can add, their learning theme, I guess. Then Matt does a deep dive where he goes a little bit deeper and he has more that interview where it's exploring a particular topic um, and they go really deep on that. And then the raw episode was kind of us kind of going, well, we want to just kind of do a conversation show and where we don't edit it, it's just raw. And if we stuff something up, we have to kind of keep it in. And it was really to get us out of our comfort zone of what it was like to be a podcast host and, you know, just kind of, you know, freestyle it and wherever it goes, it goes. And we can't be critical on it because the expectation is that we are going to muck up. So, yeah, cool. I've obviously liked the interviews, but I've also liked the raw editions. Uh, where it's just you two learning a little bit about you guys because often as the host 
of a podcast. It's always about the guest. You're interviewing the guest, learning about them, and it's tough to, I guess, try and work in opportunities to talk about yourself and what you've done as well. Excellent. And that was one of the intentions as well, is like we wanted to flip the table and kind of ask the questions we ask our guests to ourselves. And so we, we did that. We took ourselves through the raise around and it was about the community getting to know who we were as 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 hosts. Great. So tell us a little bit about the, the history of the Razor Sharp Show, I guess. When did you start? How many episodes have you done? What's your posting schedule like? How does that all work? Yeah, so right up and so we started in June 2016. Um, we've been kind of, we went hard initially. We uh, were able to kind of drop two shows a week. So we had a Tuesday show and a Thursday show. Um, and it, the idea was Razor Sharp and Deep Dive, Razor Sharp and Deep Dive alternating. Uh, and that worked really well. That, that was our goal to get it to episode 50. Um, and I guess like reading a lot of the podcast stuff, when you hear that most podcasts don't go past seven to ten, like our goal was really just to get to fifty. And when you write, well, we can we can now we can do this. Um, and then once we hit fifty, we then slowed it down to one show a week. Um, and at that point, we had the raw episode as well. So now you know we basically drop a razor sharp show, a deep dive, and then a raw edition um, every week, uh, like one one every week. So I can really now just have a show like once a month. Uh, it's reduced the pressure of the amount of content I need to create and and so forth and it also means that we can kind of be a bit more selective with the guests and who we're actually interviewing and 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 take the the community through a, a journey now if someone wanted to start listening to the razor sharp show where would you say is a good place to start so what are some of your favorite episodes for example yeah well i guess um there's there's a lot <laughs> like favorite child question I like <laughs> um, but you know some of our greatest moments like I was in awe when you know John Lee Dumas accepted the email reply to to come on the show and you know I guess one of the biggest learnings that Matt and I have have had is you just got to ask the worst again is going to happen is you get a no or yeah. ignored yeah. and so when John Lee Dumas kind of said he's coming on the show I was like oh shit I better lift my game <laughs> you know so that was really um, a great uh, kind of kind of memory um, and then we also had the rare opportunity to interview Michael Gerber yeah that was an awesome one e-myth um and so he was you know launching a new brand and you know his story at 91 he's launching like a new enterprise which is just like inspirational to the max um and and so being around the right people and interviewing the right people just really got me into the the right inner circle where then we had the opportunity to to interview him and and that was a referral like one of our guests actually said i think you should interview michael gerber he's launched a new book i think he would be interested and the connection kind of happened and that's kind of when we kind of pinch ourselves and go wow if we didn't have the podcast we wouldn't have that opportunity yeah that's awesome and man that guy's still got it he's still got the energy he was on fire for that episode <laughs> yeah yeah and he was back to back in him as well because you know i i was talking to the guy who was organizing him he's like this is his fifth um interview today you know and um and i like that because i batch record my interviews as well like i you know i, I just get into the flow and in a zone and i'll just bash out you know seven episodes in a day and be on like a high for the next month so that's awesome that's awesome and I, yeah i love the john lee dumas ones as well i loved uh nathan chan the founder mag oh, yeah yeah yeah, awesome yeah absolutely too. He was another one where I was a bit starstruck. I was like, and, you know, the opportunity to interview Troy Dean, who was a mentor of mine as well, um, was like, you know, someone who I'd been looking up to and uh, and and was like, yeah, just asked him and he said yes. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like it just kind of made me realize that I was doing the right thing. And, and Nathan Chan works very closely with Troy Dean as well. So that was another one, you know, found, found a mag, you know, build an epic business, 
um, you know, membership and subscription base and, and just kind of crushing it and then doing Instagram courses. Like that guy just walks around with so much knowledge and he's so well connected. Um, it's just amazing. Another good place to start, I'd say, would be the introductory episode or episode zero. It's something we did not do for what you will learn, but something that I've done for all my other podcasts since. And anyone who hasn't started a podcast yet, but they're about to, I'd, I'd recommend doing an episode zero for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, episode zero. It's, you know, I, I've always thought, should I re-record it? And I'm like, no, nah, I want the journey. Because when I went out to start podcasting, one of the things that I went and did was I went and listened to some of the top podcasters' first episodes. And I realized that I was comparing my, like, there now with my later, uh, or my later with their now. So it was like, hang on, what were they like in their first episode? Oh, well, they were actually pretty bad, you know, or to what they are now, but they were still pretty good to what I was starting out with. And I think it's really important to be authentic with that journey and that, you know, the, the Razor Sharp show in itself is us like sharpening our own saw around podcasting. Like, you know, we rewarded ourselves with upgrading microphones and, 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 and getting all the fancy stuff and we didn't let technology stop us from launching. Like some of our first episodes were recorded on an iPhone with just like a Rode lav mic, you know, a $30 mic, you know. So it's not hard if you just don't let technology get in the way. And I liked that with your episode zero, it wasn't just episode zero, it was episode zero, zero, zero. You've published that. So is that a hint to say that there's uh, there's triple figures coming? Absolutely, yeah. I think you've been a really good listener <laughs> because I do say that in one of the um, – I actually, it might have been a live webinar that I did that we intentionally put three zeros because I'm really big with filing convention and it just shits me when you get like to 100 and it goes all the way back up the top. <laughs> so uh, being, you know, a bit of a you know, bit more logical programmer background, you know, I'm like, that's it. You know, the intention is that we're going to get to triple figures and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a little bit of that. So, you know, set the intention from the start. We're going to take a super quick break here, but after the break, there's plenty to come from Ray. Razor Ray's got heaps to tell us. We're going to talk about equipment as in specific uh, hardware and software that he uses. We're going to talk about finding interview guests, and we're going to talk about a whole bunch of advice for uh, aspiring podcasters. There's lots to learn when we come back. I'll speak to you soon. As you can probably tell, given that I'm running a show called The Podcast About Podcasts, I'm getting pretty obsessed with podcasts at the moment. I want to learn as much as I can about what great podcasts are doing and how I can improve my own podcasting and help others start their own shows too. So if you've got a favorite podcast or if you host a podcast yourself or if you know someone who hosts a podcast, please, please let me know. Email me at podcast at adamashton.com.au. I want to do an episode with you or with the person you know who runs a podcast for two reasons. One, I want to share podcasts and I want to get people interested in new and different podcasts. And secondly, is to learn about what you do and how you do it so that I and others listening can benefit and improve their own podcasts. I don't know how many times I said podcasts in that uh, little spiel there, but it was a lot. So email me at podcast at adamashton.com.au if you or someone you know has a podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. So 
So you mentioned that you started with the absolute basics in terms of hardware and microphones and you were able to reward yourself as you did a, a few more episodes and became a bit more consistent. What sort of uh, mics are you using at the moment and what would you recommend for someone who's just about to get started in podcasting? Yeah, what, what I'd recommend to get started is just just do it. Um, it because whatever you've got, even if it is just lean, at least you're taking action. Like the minute that you just publish a podcast, you've already done more than what 98% of other people aren't doing. So just by having a shitty podcast published, you're already doing more than others. So that's my first kind of tip. The the, the technology that we kind of moved on, like my first microphone was a $30 microphone off um, eBay. Uh, it was like, it just looked good. It was like blue and silver or shiny. You can check out some of the videos. It looks nice on camera, but it, it was pretty you know, basic. It was nothing really good. Noise reduction in post-production can really make you sound a million dollars, you know, if you're worried about some noise. But we've now moved on to like the Audio Technica, um, the ATR2100. Now, the reason why I like that one is because it's versatile. You can use it via USB and you can also use XLR on it. So once you start kind of growing into podcasting and you want to actually run things through mixes and through zoom capturing devices and so forth this microphone will allow you to do that and it sounds really good um, it's also a dynamic microphone so it's designed to get audio that's really close to your mouth and your microphone so it's going to avoid picking up ruffling of papers or if someone makes noise in the background which happens with a condenser microphone and my tip for that is like you know when you have like a pros and cons list like the cons are no good so stay away from a condenser microphone because it's con type of thing but they are still serve their right purpose but for podcasting i definitely recommend dynamic microphones I'm pretty sure the ATR2100, the Audio Technica you recommended, is the one Tim Ferriss also recommends. So yeah, you're, and, in a, uh, you're in good company there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it just works really well. It's um, it, it works, and it, it's around a hundred bucks. You know, hundred, hundred twenty bucks, depending where you're buying it from. So it's very, you know, my opinion, still lean. Um, I've seen people buy, you know, three, four hundred dollar microphones, and then I listen to the tune, and like. Sounds the yeah. same. You, know, you got to remember when you're releasing a podcast, you're compressing it down as well. So you're not broadcasting radio or TV quality. Um, yeah, it's just like don't let technology get in the way. Just hit the publish button. Do 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 shitty episodes and think that no one's going to listen to them, and you'd be surprised. Like some of our worst episodes, especially when we started doing the raw episodes, we're like, this is so bad, and we get we get messages going. You, you know, we could feel the authenticity, and this was like you just guys were just you know on fire type of thing and we're like shit people can feel the energy when we're in our flow so it's it's just do it love that i'm looking for some advice now for two sets of people it might be the same advice or it might be two different uh bits of advice one group is uh, aspiring podcasters who haven't started yet and one is someone who's maybe 20 30 episodes in and is ready to step it up a gear what advice would you give to those people so for the newbies um I think I've seen it happen a lot of times where people get caught up on the name and the artwork and you know, you know, the format and so forth. Uh, while those things are really important, I think the top level thing is, are you going to do an interview show because that has sort of moving parts or are you going to do like a show where just you're the authority and you're the person speaking um, and you're going to talk about your expert topic and create a solo show um, or you're going to have like two mates in a room and have a conversation and so forth. Um, you know, I think pick the style and then kind of run with that. Remember, you can pivot at any time. You know, you could be 10 episodes in and go, Mm, the interview thing's not really working for me. I just want to go to a solo show. And your audience will kind of forgive you for that, especially if it's in this 
step in the right direction. Um, so don't get caught up on the artwork. Like how many people like, you know, I see in groups, like which artwork do you prefer? The first one, the second one, the third one. It's like, you're so early on it. Those things I don't think really matter. Um, and I know like, I think people like to pretend they're busy and they're chipping away at a project, but just pick something. Our first podcast artwork was a $15 gig off, uh, of Fiverr or something. Um, you, you know, we pretty much launched the podcast with about $180 worth of, of spending. That was including hardware, artwork, intro bumper and things like that. So we went really lean. And then once we started validating and that we're getting good traction, we then rebranded and so forth. Um, the advice to people who are in their, you know, 20th episode, um, I think is don't, stop the momentum um because i think like when you start getting to that point there you start thinking like is this really worth it i haven't really seen um any return on investment because uh, everyone always wants to know how they're going to monetize their podcast i think you know our advice these days if you want to monetize podcasting just don't do it right now because you're not going to make money from podcasting you should be using podcasting to you know amplify what you're already doing to set yourself as that expert uh, key person of influence, build authority, you know, have impact, you know, go really deep into energy and passion and purpose and and, and has it, have it as an impact project and not as a way of making money. And I think when you nail that, you will naturally make money. Um, and so when you get to episode 20 and you're thinking, shit, is this actually worth it? Just stick in it, get to episode 100 and then review. <laughs> Spot on, mate. I think when most people think about podcasting, they think about how and when can I make money and they want that when to be right now. But the most important thing is just doing it first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I actually have an analogy called JFDI and I've got it up on the wall and it's just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, I don't yeah, know if it's yes. explicit, but it can yeah, be. Just fucking do it. That's at next level. That's that step up from the Nike slogan as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, Nike, who's Nike these days? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Mate, so you guys are predominantly an interview show. Yeah. What's your process for selecting guests? And then what's your process for trying to get them on? Yeah, so the process, there's a couple of things we do. Um, we, we went to our inner circle first. Um, mm-hmm. they first you know, we, I had 12 podcasts recorded before we even launched, and that was literally just nice. going out to – some Facebook groups and so forth that I was already a contributor to, like don't join groups and just start spamming yeah. now. Um, you know, actually be someone who people like, know and trust. And I, I just put the question out. In fact, I did it through a vlog thing. I started doing like a vlog challenge because I wanted to get really comfortable. And I put the question out there and I shared it on Facebook. And within a couple of hours, I had like five or six people who were like, yep, you know, sign me up. And I was like, so I haven't even got a show. I don't even know what question I'm going to ask. I didn't even know the name at that point. I just literally said, I want to start a podcast. Who would be interested in being a guest? And I've already got five, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. This is the universe telling me that there's something in this. And, um, and, and that's kind of where it went to. So I definitely believe like start local, um, turn to the people that you know, um, interview your mum and dad if you have to, like, cause I think they would, would show a great insight of who you are and as a personality and they'd probably reveal things that you wouldn't reveal about yourself. So that, you know, in itself would be a great kind of, interview i don't know why i've never done that but you know i've given that tip to other people as well because it's like shit well if i really get stuck i could possibly do that you know um and and i guess 
yeah, the, the process in finding guests is just really having like your radar open and being tuned in your industry, um, see who's writing a book or who's launching something or who's having a product launch or, um, you know, just have your finger on the pulse. And my advice these days is just ask people, if someone spams you an email saying, go buy my book, I go back to them and say, book looks great. Do you want to be on my podcast? And what if you don't, go leave me a review. Like if you're going to spam me, I'll kind of come back with you and say, favor for a favor. Um, so, and I do that all the time now. And I ask, and you'd be surprised how many people come back and go, yep, forwarded this to my marketing team. They'll be in contact. Let's tee up a podcast or we're, you know, we, we're, we'll be on it. Like a lot of my podcast guests has just been me going, writing the email and going, oh, maybe I won't send it. Send. And then I'm like, ooh, that wasn't hard. I'm still alive. And then they come back and say yes. And I'm like, ooh, I'm on a high, you know. So, yeah, just don't doubt it and just kind of ask people. So looking at, you know, coming soon like on Amazon lists and so forth is always done. But it's also overdone. Like they, they get a lot of cold call people kind of just pinging them. So it gets very noisy. Um, but, you know, just finger on the pulse, add community you know i kind of like the gary v jab 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 right hook type of theory so i tend to give a lot more and when i've got a guest that i kind of want on the show without revealing too much i tend to become like a little bit of their raving fan first and i'll share some of their content i'll leave a comment i'll give my opinion i'll you know comment on a blog article i'll send them an email saying really enjoyed this article keep up the great work and you know in my signature it has a subtle thing like my latest episode is 70 go check it out so i'm kind of like slowly planting the seed and then eventually i just go and say hey do you want to come on the podcast i think it's great audience match and things like that so nice that sounds awesome that sounds like a good and it costs you nothing other than a bit of time i'm not subscribing to any like buzz sumo and seeing what's trending and um, going and paying people to do influencer outreach like all that stuff is I don't know, just too hard basket for me now. I'm really big on return on effort and I'd rather have three quality guests than 30 average guests that are just kind of, you know, meh. Yeah, for sure. And there's sort of no shortage of people that you could get on uh, if you look in the right places. But I guess when you get to episode 70, you sort of want to get what you want to get. You can't yeah. have everyone Initially, you know, you may need to just, you know, because I think initially you need practice. So, you, you know, and, and to be honest, like some of our best most listened episodes because people who join you on that journey of launching, they've got the benefit of being like first. Like there's something about being first. When someone subscribes to your podcast, they start going backwards on the list. Eventually they get back to your original, you know, content. And um, there's something special about the first group of guests that I ever had on. Yeah, nice. Now, what has the podcast done for you? I know you said you're building a bit of a community behind the podcast and what other things has the podcast enabled you to do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess like the community was a thing that we didn't really know what to do with. And I'll be honest, like we haven't really nailed it yet. Uh, I think it's still a work in progress. And I think it's that compounding effect. I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Slight Edge, um, but I'm a big believer of that. Um, You know, it's about doing little things every single day. And eventually there's that tipping point where you have that hockey stick growth and that tipping point is kind of like the slight edge um, of just doing something every day so matt and i kind of my co-host um have basically kind of said well every day we need to work half an hour on our show some way um and that half an hour every day is a lot easier to do than that like eight hours on a saturday because we both hold full-time roles so we're doing this after hours and on weekends um so that's you know kind of what helps us get get in, into that rhythm and we were chatting before we started that we've been on a very similar trajectory in that 
our, my other show, What You Will Learn, uh, and your Razor Sharp show launched literally within like a week of each other. Uh, and we're both sort of, you know, we've committed and we're, you know, nearly a year in now and starting to see the benefits of having committed to something like that and, yeah. and seeing it through. Yeah. And for us as well, it's enabled us to have conversations with people that we never thought we'd have conversations with. Like, you know, if I was to say, how do I book an hour with, you know, John Lee Dumas or his 25 minutes, but it would kind of never happen. But the minute that there's podcasting involved, the conversation changes. And so we've been able to like talk to people that we never thought we could. We've been able, we've been invited to speak about podcasting that would never have happened if we weren't, you know, podcasting and being consistent and publishing. Um, we, we, we've created a little bit of a community around the listeners, but we've also created a community around people that we kind of, you know, kind of coaching through just because we want them to have what the feeling of what having a podcast can do do, do for you. I'm really surprised a lot of big brands aren't podcasting. Oh, yeah, for sure. They definitely should. Uh, and I'm actually even starting to see the benefits more and more that, say, you and I, we've got our regular ongoing weekly episodes, but there's, there's massive benefits, potential benefits for someone to do like a finite series, like a six, eight, ten episodes and leave it at that. Like I've seen a lot of authors successfully do like a six or eight part yep. series about their new book uh, and leave it at that. It doesn't have to go on forever every single week like yours and yep, mine. Yeah, absolutely. And and so like like a mini series or something like that, you know, which is which is quite big. Um, and you know, for us now, it's like even how do we take it to the next level? Like you know, we we're thinking about doing like a live podcast show and actually doing it live on Facebook and using video camera technology and then just grabbing the audio and putting that as the podcast. Um, you know, because to me it's about return on effort and I'd rather be doing like the highest medium, capturing that and then syndicating down into different different media types. Yeah, very nice, very nice. That's it. Once you've, uh, you, there's so many ways you can use that same content. You do it once and it doesn't just have to be a podcast. As you say, it could be a video, it could be Facebook Live, it can then be a blog post. There's so much you can do with that same content then. Absolutely, like repurposing and return on effort is like big buzzword for me last year. It was just like, how can I do something and then get multiple iterations from it? Um, yeah, it was, it was, it's definitely like, you know, all my podcasts are actually recorded by video um, because one, I think that you get better rapport and flow because you're actually seeing each other. Secondly, um, the guest and the host have more attention. And thirdly, you've got video that you can make micro content out of. You can drop as like a little promo video. Uh, you can publish that as a YouTube version of it, um, which is a lot more engaging than just sound waves going up and down, which is what a lot of podcasters do. And we do the same as well. But, you know, I think the video version of it uh, is a lot better. Spot on. Maybe you should have flicked the... I know how bad of us. I was thinking that too. I was like, don't do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) But no. I love it. Well, what are some of the podcasts you like to listen to? What are some of your favorite shows? And perhaps, what did you listen to early on when you were trying to learn and grow and improve your own show? Yeah, so... I think initially I was listening to a lot more of the bigger named shows um, and they were like, you know, the Pat Flynn Smart Passive Income. They were the uh, John Lee Dumas, uh, EO Fire and, and, and you know, Tim Ferriss. And, and I think I was listening to those because I, I wanted to be inspired by how they run a show. But you can also get a little bit unmotivated because they've got teams of people behind them now. Like they rock up cord leave and someone does show notes someone does editing someone does artwork like all that's moving past that like you need to do when you first start a podcast now i listen to weirder podcasts i guess um 
you know, I've got uh, the one that I'm listening to at the moment is What You Will Learn podcast. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a, a very weird one, <laughs> an awesome one. Yeah, right? yeah, it's, it's a fantastic one. It, it, you know, podcasts that make me laugh and feel good are the ones that I'm listening to. Um, I also read a book recently called The One Thing, um, and so I'm, I've been listening to The One Thing podcast because I'm big. You know, I've always been really um, – bad at being focused like as much as i do a lot i I, i'm always like chasing shiny objects um and then you know i'm I'm listening to some bit more i don't know like woo woo type of podcasts they kind of go more into like meditating feeling zen um i've you know some things that people don't know about me that i own a farm and like so i'm a bit more into organic farming and and living a, a bit more of a simplest minimalist life so i'm listening to a lot of those type of um, podcasts that kind of get me more away from the hustle and bustle of everything. Awesome, mate. Well, as we wind down, uh, do you have any parting parting uh, words of wisdom, parting tips for anyone? My hands down tip for anyone who wants to start a podcast is don't worry about the tech. Just go to Omni Studio because they'll sort everything out for you. It's the best hosting platform ever for nine dollars a month, man. Like, that solves a huge issue for me. And you don't even need a website. Like, they give you a self-hosted, nice-looking website that you can launch your podcast with. Like, why would you go in any other way? Nice. I haven't heard of that one, so I'll have to check it out. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you and more about your show? Excellent. So, RazorSharpShow.com is where you can basically read about us and listen about us and hear the guests and follow us on our journey. From there, you can shoot off to our Facebook page and join our community and our group. Um, and that's pretty much where we're, where we're making stuff happen. Well, thanks a lot, mate. Really appreciate it. Really good advice, I'd say, for anyone who's looking to start their podcast or, or build their existing podcast. Uh, and yeah, mate, thanks again. No thanks worries, a mate. lot. Until next time. Stay sharp. Yes. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ray Milladoni from the Razor Sharp Show. There's plenty of good advice in there for anyone looking to start their podcast, so I hope you took something away from it. If you have any podcasts that you love and you or you know of that you think I should speak to, please email me at podcast at adamashton.com.au. And if you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, you can check out my full online course at udemy.com slash make a podcast. That's U-D-E-M-Y dot com slash make a podcast and use the code word podcast for a juicy, juicy discount.